This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is, uh, well, a, not a victory Tuesday. Losing Tuesday. A losing Tuesday. Steelers losing their third straight game on uh, on Monday night, um, dropping a, a 27-17 uh, defeat at the hands of the Cincinnati Bengals. Brutal. If not for the Rams losing to the Jets on Sunday. This is the loss that everybody's talking about. And they're still talking about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it, but the Rams losing to the Jets kind of trumps that a little bit, but not it by does. much. Not by much. I mean, I honestly thought going into this game, since he was worse than the Jets, I, I thought they were the worst team in the league. And, I mean, the Jets now lost Lawrence, and there's all these complications, right. obviously, and they're no longer going to be, you know, winless. But the Rams, that was an isolated incident. You know, they, they've had a good month, you know, all things considered. They, had a, they stumbled against somebody else earlier this month. Yeah, and then they beat up on somebody, too. I, I, they've been playing well, though. They've been playing playoff-level football, where this is a fourth game in a row that the Steelers have not played playoff-level football by any stretch. And so, I mean, I'm not going to go back on my words. Oh, they, lost, they got beat by the 49ers. They did. They did. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said late last week, if, if the Steelers didn't handle their business in a very convincing fashion, I was going to be really rough on them, and I think they deserve that. Yeah, collectively, collectively, it's, but to me, it's an individual issue. I do too. Because when and Ben Roethlisberger said this after the game: if I'm playing badly, I'm the guy that has the ball in my hands every play. The quarterback situation is, you know, if if your quarterback is not playing well, you can't win in the NFL. Hundred percent agree. If we look at this over the last month, he's not the only problem. I mean, there's right. been a lot. There's the drop games, and there's no running game, and all these things we've talked about for the last three weeks. But he hasn't elevated people either. If you look at this game, he's the number one problem, and whoever's number two, whatever's the second worst thing that happened is way, way down the list. I mean, he killed the team, in my opinion. I'm not going to mince words at all. I thought he was hor- horrible. Um, I think they win the game with Rudolph possibly, you know, I mean, just if it, if it just do the simple things and it would have been a lot different outcome. I thought his supporting cast in terms of the weapons all elevated their games tremendously. And there was a lot of open receivers and they developed a running game and defense wasn't perfect, but considering where they're at, I thought they were more than good enough against a bad opponent. We'll get to some of the things I didn't like there. And I'm sure you, I think you agree on some of them and, I mean, the offensive line moved bodies in the run game. I mean, Villanueva had a tough day, but the quarterback killed him. Killed him. Killed him. I mean, if you look at the turnovers, 
fumbled snap that was on him. That was a perfect snap. Nothing wrong with the snap. No. The interception oh. was something you would expect out of a high school player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, These to, weren't complex coverages, at least from what I saw. No, it was a straight zone drop. Right. Uh, and then, and then the, the intercept or the uh, fumble by Juju Smith-Schuster. While well, Smith-Schuster fumbled it, mm-hmm. and that's on him. It's but... on him. But the quarterback put him in a, in a tough position where he was going to get smacked. This first of all, it wasn't going to be a first down. No, there was there was nothing to gain. By there was that, nothing that, to gain on that, that throw. Play any period, and he threw him into coverage where he got a he took a big hit. Yeah, and did the same to Ebron, who ended up leaving the game. Right. I mean, they used to call those hospital balls. You throw him over the middle with right. a little. You know, he didn't help his receivers, and you got to realize every defense is keying on that. They're all playing forward. Now. Yeah. You know, they're all. We know it's gonna be a short throw. We're going to hit this dude in the teeth and cause problems. You yeah. know, I mean, everyone's keying on it. You got to know at, it. You know, at best, we knock the ball loose, right, you know? or disrupt the, make it a tough right. catch, or you know, right. I mean, these guys are dropping balls, and we're going to tackle the catch at worst. You know, so you got to be smarter than that too. I mean, he, what I saw, he made bad throws, bad decisions, didn't see the field well, wasn't particularly comfortable, didn't control the football particularly well. But then you see three or four throws like we do every game, and you go, right. "Not every quarterback can make that throw." So Correct. I'm not ready to say he's shot. He's I'm not. I'm not either. Left, I, I don't. Know, th- I don't think that's bad. the case. I don't think he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Probably not. And I think that stemmed. I. I don't think he has. That's com- in the fourth quarter to me when he was yeah. some of the throwaways and some of yeah. the you know let's just get it out type things. I don't think he has confidence um, in his ability to to make some of the throws that that. He can make, and I know he can make them because I've seen them. Him make these throws. I don't know that he has the confidence right now. Does he know he can make that them? he can make them right when they when the bulls are flying? Right, it's easy when you sit there on because the there are guys open and he's not he's not cutting it loose. Mm-hmm. So either he's making his decisions. Okay, I'm going with the I'm going the juju with the ball in this situation, no matter what. He's got the great matchup pre snap, yeah. and that's where I've decided. So to go. I'm going there, or. He's just he's just not seeing the field. It's mm-hmm. one of the two, because there there are guys open and he's not making you know he's not making those throws. And then when the, when he does make those throws, they're off. They're off, right? He doesn't control the football very well. Like right? I had the, like people on uh, immediately the comments on uh, on on dkpittsburghsports.com and even on Twitter and social media. Oh, Randy Feekner, this this offense, you know, it's all Randy. this this had nothing to do with Randy Feekner. Not at all. I mean, you can have complaints about Feekner. That's fine. It, not in this game. James Washington was open, was right. NFL wide open on that first pass of the game. Mm-hmm. He's two steps behind the cornerback the, the on that play. It's play action. It's a rollout. This is what everybody has been screaming about. Why don't the Steelers right, right. do these things? Right. They do there it, it is, right. and he, uh, he badly underthrows the ball. Yes, absolutely. On third down. Crosser, a, D, a, a mid-range crosser. It's, it wasn't within five yards of right. line of scrimmage. It's, right. it's, it's 10 to 15 yards down the field. Deontay Johnson has has two steps on his guy. If he leads him out beyond that, that's a touchdown. It's probably a There's touchdown. nobody yeah. behind him. Right. And nobody. Him. Right. And he overthrows him. Perfectly designed play. Exactly yeah. the coverage you want. And the, the player executes except for the quarterback. Yeah. There was a lot of those throughout the game. I mean, we even talked about – it's hard not watching – being there or watching the all twenty-two, but it sure looked like the route concepts were designed. Okay, we are going to attack the intermediate, they the middle them, of the field. Yeah, you the know, throws that, were down the field. All when that he, stuff we talked about when last he week. threw short, it was because he was choosing to throw short. Mm-hmm. Every concept you don't have, 
you know, this isn't Bruce Arians' offense where, okay, everybody go deep. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. not the players, case. Right, yeah. Right. Um, they're, they're, they're attacking, they have players at each level uh, on the defense, and he's choosing to take the short routes. Absolutely. And it worked for much of the year, but right. it's not working over and over, and defenses are all keying on it. I think your, your point about the confidence is probably true in that he doesn't step in with the same authority. It doesn't seem like he trusts where he's going to put the football. I mean, not arm talent, arm strength. It's controlling the football. If I'm going to drop it over this linebacker right. with the right touch or gun it underneath or, you know. I don't want to throw interceptions, so therefore I'm not going to – like three years ago, or, you know, or 2018, Ben led the NFL in interceptions with 16. That didn't phase him. No, he just threw the football, <laughs> right, right, and right. everybody complained about it. But he just threw the football. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's not. And now he's checking everything down. Now he's become you know Drew Brees like here, or, yeah. or or you know Alex Smith, and and he's not making any plays. But he did for eleven weeks. He did for eleven weeks, and so you can still see like right. the touchdown throw that he made to Deontay Johnson. It's beautiful, it was perfect. Right, two weeks ago to Washington. I mean, right, had juice on perfect. It, you know, right on a line. You're right. So it's possible. But you wonder those if you throw ten balls that are tough throws and nine of them don't go well and one does, does it start to get in your head? Like a little bit, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe I'm not what I used to be. This elbow's a little sore, but that's not my problem. Do I don't I think it's it? a, I, don't I don't think, think it's, it's a soreness elbow, issue. I don't think it has any. Like I, I watch him throw the football and I'm like, okay, some of those balls aren't coming out like they used to, but mm-hmm. it's mostly the quick throws where okay, you didn't have the laces or or what have you. Like, when he actually steps into a throw and lets it rip, it, the, the throws look fine. Yeah, yeah. And you never see him wincing or... No, you know, no right, none right. of that. I don't blame the... You're right. I don't blame the elbow or the knee or whatever. I do think it's something we've talked about over the years. Older quarterbacks, right. as the season goes on, show their age more than, you know, November, October. You know, just the, 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 the grind of the season. That's when I think... Breeze last year, Brady last year. Those guys really show their age. Even this week, Brady had a really bad first half. Came back strong. Yeah. Breeze had a really bad first half. Didn't come back had very an awful strong. First half. He, awful. he may have had a, a worse first half than Roethlisberger. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, like these old guys aren't foolproof. And that's another thing that I was, I was asked, like, you know, is this something that, that, you know, is he playing hurt or is he doing this? I'm like, go back and look at Brady's stats in the last couple of years in Nove- in in, uh, in New England yeah. in November and December. Oh, yeah. They look much different than the numbers in September and October. And some of it I absolutely think are weather and it's just harder to perform in Pittsburgh and New England. But it's true for Breeze, too, you know, playing in the South, right. playing in domes. I'm a big believer that old guys – the, the marathon's harder on them. You know, there's no doubt about yeah. that. And, and that you know, he talked. He says he was asked last night, "Are you 100 percent healthy?" And he says, "Nobody's 100 percent healthy at this point in the season." Sure. You're, and you're 38, and you just don't recover as quickly. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're going to feel things. the bumps and bruises, and right, and, right. and that's all part of it. Um, but you still got to be able to make those throws when they're there, and 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 they were there, and they were there, and they every team in the league is super dependent on their quarterback. But this one is more so than most right now with the style they've been playing this year because they can't just 
you know, like I, I often bring up Breeze, and I've been looking at, I've been thinking about Breeze the last couple of years because Breeze, frankly, has lost his arm strength. Yeah. He does not he has the not. ball well. No. But, you know, Ben doesn't have Kamara in yeah. the dome in the top line in the league anymore. You know, like there's ways around it, but, you know, the Saints, I've been saying this for two or three years, Michael Thomas and Kamara and Peyton make Breeze look better than he is, right. where before that it was the other way around. That's flipped. Yeah. And right now, the Steelers need Ben still to make them look better. Where that's the difference between the Saints and the Steelers to me this year, and they're they're too Ben dependent at the moment. There's, but I think they can get away from that a little bit. I think they can. Um, you know, especially you know when you start talking about uh, the playoffs. We talked about this last week. This Indianapolis Colts team, assuming that it makes the postseason, mm-hmm. is the best defense outside of Pittsburgh that yeah. you'll see in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Now, and none of them are rushed the passer. None of them rushed well. the passer. Well, like there are things that you can do against these teams that should work, uh, but your quarterback has to cut the ball loose. And he's and, got, if, and if he doesn't do that, then mm-hmm. you can't. You, you're going to see more of what you're seeing yes. and of what we've seen. And, and what's happened more the last couple weeks was we knew that their style of play had a lot of room for error. You know, he's going to get more passes batted down. There's going to be more people near the line of scrimmage. A drop ball here and there is going to hurt it's you a, a killer, lot. Yeah. But it kills you. You know, we've seen all those things. But if your quarterback isn't a B-plus or better, they're in trouble with the way they play. Yeah. But they ran the ball this past week. But they ran the ball. Think, I mean, yeah. everything else, not everything else, but a lot of the other things were better than they've been. So if I can trust anyone on the offense to turn things around, I would put my chip on Ben. Absolutely, yeah. I wish he was 32. I don't <laughs> – you know? and that's – you know, the, again, the, the immediate recalls are, well, he needs – they need to move on from him. They don't because no, 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 they, right. they don't that, – that op- that's not really an option right now. No, no, that's you're on the. Now. You're on the – he's $42 million on the books next year, $41.25 mm-hmm. million. Um, him retiring or you releasing him, uh, he still counts – Twenty-two million against your cap. It only clears up. Clears, he hangs it up. It only up. yeah. It only clears nineteen million dollars in cap space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not an option to me. No. I mean, unless he doesn't think he can play anymore. Right. I mean, if, if that's the case, if you sit right. down with him at the end of the season and and, and, and everything that he's yeah. done, I mean, that, that could. Happen, I don't think that's the case. The guy's, the guy's thirty touchdown passes this year. We're talking about him like right. he's like he's just been awful all season long. He has not. I can count on one hand the number of times a Steelers quarterback has had thirty touchdown passes in a season, mm-hmm. and they're all him, by the way. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he's had a, a good, very good year. He's going through a bad but stretch, struggling. Right now. Yeah. And, and we, none of us. I mean, we get asked this all the time because of the nature of our job. Is he done? Can he rebound? We don't know. Right. <laughs> we really don't. You know, I mean, here's the thing, there. though. Um, you know, if you look at Peyton Manning at the end, Ooh. it was awful. It was awful. He was, he was clearly shot, but there were stretches where he could still get you, you know, beat you with his mind and make some, mm-hmm. and make, you know, a throw here or there that, oh, jeez. Oh, he just, like the Steelers in that, in that uh, AFC divisional round game, they're beating him. They're making Peyton Manning look awful. Awful. Right. That entire game. And then, the, you know, they get the fumble, the Jordan uh, uh, Todman. Like, is that the name? I can't remember the. That's not the name, but I can't remember. Jordan, whatever his name is. Okay. The running back fumbles. Manning gets the Redmond. ball back. What's that? Redmond. No, it wasn't Redmond. All right, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> they get the ball back. Boom, 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 boom. He manipulates the defense, gets the matchup that he wants, throws the football. They win the game. They, the they game. go on to win the Super Bowl, yeah. and he was awful that he entire was season. A liability. 
from yeah. the neck down, the biggest liability in the league. I mean, it, it sounds crazy to say, but Peyton Manning might be the worst quarterback to win the Super Bowl. That you know, right? They won despite him. Yeah, you know I mean, because they had an awesome defense, an awesome defense. And to your point, though, I mean, he his his mind was still there. Yeah, and he realized his limitations and didn't put the ball in harm's way. That's the thing right now. I think that's missing with Ron. like I think he's too concerned about his limitations to make some of those throws that and he, he should be making. Have them. Right, you know what I mean? Like right. Peyton had limitations. Yeah, he could not throw a deep. I out. mean, I, I, I see him throw the football, and I'm like, he's not awful at it. Now. No, right, he's, right. he can still throw the football. So I don't think you move on from him unless he's ready to go. No, if he's ready to go, then obviously. And, and by all, I mean, he said that he play, intends on at least playing out this contract. Did he say it even this week? Like, didn't he just recently well, say Well, somebody, somebody, that's not it. Okay. These reports that come out of ESPN, uh, sources close to Ben Roethlisberger say he return, He intends to return for 2021. He's always said that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I that's read not the blur, news. I'm like, I'm not even going to click on it. Yeah. Like, we, it's not news. We've been talking about that forever. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I, I don't think he's done. Um, but I do think that you have to play differently. Yes, with him. That's what, the way to say it, right? Yeah. You know, and or he needs to play different. Or he needs to play different. Well, no matter, there's no way of slicing it any different. He needs to play better than what he did yeah. last night. I mean, you're not going to. And he knows it. That. Yeah. You, I mean, you won't find a, a more competitive person than right, Ben right, Roethlisberger. Right, right. Like, I guarantee you, he, he he is sitting at home right now, um, you know, just chewing on that one. Yeah. Uh, People always talk about Brady, you know, his work ethic's amazing and he hates losing like Jordan. I've always said Ben's best quarterback trait is his competitiveness. Yeah. I mean, he, he has some amazing things that he was born with and developed, but his competitiveness is probably the top of the list. He's got that athletic arrogance. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he's questioning it a little bit at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. again, if you if you have that and then you start to lose it a little bit, that's you need to regain that. Mm-hmm. And, well, nothing would fix that better than a, a win. But even so, just this year, we've, we've seen this guy turn into a – from a fastball pitcher to a change-up, paint-the-corners guy. Yeah. You know, and now it's the last couple games that hasn't been there. Yeah. Know? So uh, it's it's there. He's capable. Um, we'll see if he can get it back. And that, that to me, that's the entire – That's the season. That's the season yeah, right it there. It really is. Can, it's, it's not whether this team can turn things around. It's whether right. Ben Roethlisberger can right. turn this thing around. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean – and it might be next season, too. I mean, it might be right. the next yeah. 20 games yeah. <laughs> is the reality of it. And rarely do I go down that road. Like, it's often, blame the quarterback. It's Monday. They lost. The quarterback stinks. It's the head coach. No, there's a lot of reasons. This one, there's one. There's one. <laughs> and there's yeah. one, and then there's the defense Because the defense did not play poorly yesterday. No, no, they didn't. I they mean, didn't. they gave up a couple. They gave up one drive. They gave up one drive. Yes. That's it. Yeah. They played very well. Yeah, so. They didn't get a big play. They didn't get a big play because they were 17 points down before the you know yeah. before the offense decided to finally join the join the uh, club. And since he threw the ball what 12 or 13 times, they threw for 89 yards 89 in that game. Yards. You're not going right. to get sacks. You're not going to get strip fumbles. You're not it, like, right, right, right. Now, since he knew what, uh, I mean, that was that game set up exactly the way Cincinnati needed it to set up. It's the only way. It's the only way that they could win. Their yeah. only path to victory, and it set up exactly that way. Yeah, most paths had big roadblocks, and the one that they got worked out well, and they didn't have to throw the ball at all in the second half. They didn't throw the ball after his – he had that the, the, the 10 yard pass that he completed to A.J. Green where he got his head taken off mm-hmm. by uh, Cam Hayward. It was a three man race to him. Uh, yeah, they all kind of. Williamson was there, and, mm-hmm. and, and that was the play that Marcus Allen got hurt on. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. his last pass in the game. That was at the end of was the third really? quarter. Wow. He didn't throw the ball again. 
None in the fourth. None in the fourth. Nor did he have to. Nor did he have to. But yeah. they, they almost got him to the point where they had to. Like, things were starting to roll a little bit in the yeah. second half, and you thought, okay. But they just dug such a hole in the first half. It right. You, you can't be, I don't care what the, who you're playing. You can't dig yourself no. that kind of hole. I and mean, we just proved it. Of yeah. course, that's a terrible team. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, I get some more numbers on oh, Ben Roethlisberger, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we return right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt. Um, I, I was as I was writing last night, and Roethlisberger's first quarter numbers were just—I believe he was four of ten for minus seven yards in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Which is really tough to do. Since, really hard to since do. sack yards don't count against your personal, <laughs> right? Exactly. Your individual yeah. passing n- numbers. I mean, the first half numbers were just about as bad. Yeah, they were unbelievable. Um. So I'm like, okay, I wonder what his first quarter numbers are for the season. We and know he's been a slow starter. He's been a slow starter. And everybody wants to say, well, it's the offensive coordinator. Their, their game script, must it just stinks. I'm watching the, the <laughs> every, like, first possessions, and, you know, he's like a, a, a pitcher in baseball who takes an inning to get warmed up yeah. to the game. And there are guys like that, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, once they get into their groove, they're fine, mm-hmm. but it takes them a little bit of time. If, if, you, if you're going to get to them. Let up a couple of homers early on. Yeah, you, you better get your two or three runs early because you're not going to get much after that. Okay. Um, that's him right now. And, and I don't remember him being like that throughout his career. I, I don't either. His first quarter numbers this year, first quarter, he's 74 of 127. That's a 58.3%. Uh, completion percentage, and we know that a lot of these throws are shorter throws. You're completing fifty eight percent of them. I mean, but, they came out and threw a deep ball to start the game versus Washington in this in yeah. this game. But those guys were open. Those guys were open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget that. Right. Um, here's the here's the stunning part for six hundred and sixteen yards. Like you explained this to me between the segments much better than I probably could because I'm sure listeners are like, well, it's not bad. It's only a quarter. But that so they played. Quarters. This is fourteen games. That's fourteen quarters worth. Right. That's three and a half games that he's combined for what six hundred yards, six hundred and sixteen yards, and two touchdowns and one interception. Wow. So if if you told me that Ben Roethlisberger over a three and a half game stretch was going to throw for six hundred and sixteen yards mm-hmm. with two touchdown passes, one interception, and have a quarterback or a passer rating of seventy two point eight, yes. That, and that completion percentage isn't that impressive either. That would make him one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Probably the, that's like duck numbers. Yeah, I mean that's last year type numbers. I mean that's that's terrible. Here's the thing though: in the second quarter, second quarter of games, he's 107 of 161. That's a 66.5 completion percentage. You'll take that no matter what. 
for 1,280 yards, twice as many yards right. with 14 touchdown passes and four interceptions. So if we extrapolated that over three point, He's three the best four. quarterback in yeah. the league. <laughs> right, like far and away. Yeah. Yeah, like easily the MVP type of deal. His yards per attempt in the first quarter, 4.81. Okay. His yards per attempt in the second quarter, 8.57. Again, twice as much. Wow. It's 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 astounding. And it doesn't mean difference. he's throwing deeper, but he's completing them, and then the he's completing more of them. They, they, more they're and, they're, yeah, they're right, figuring right. some things out. He's making and completing the throws again. He's executing uh, the offense. Eight and a, almost an eight and a half percentage points more. So if he throws a hundred passes, he's, he's completing almost nine more passes on a hundred on a hundred attempts. Yeah. In the second quarter, now you go to the third quarter. The third quarter is not quite as bad as that first quarter numbers. It's a little bit better, but it's still. A little less. Yeah. Like he goes back into the locker room and, and kind of cools Gets down cool a little again, bit. Yeah. So he's 89 of 140. That's a 63.6 uh, completion percentage, which, okay, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. he'll take it. But. 713 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, yeah. that's a th- if he did okay, that. Right. He did that over three and a, you know three and a half quarters. You'd be going, oh, okay, maybe a, he's slumping. Maybe a one, two of those games, but right, you know, right, nothing great. Because you got to factor in too. I mean... The whole offense is a passing game. It's right, not like they're yeah. getting 200 yards rushing in that stretch. Too. And again, that yards per attempt falls to um, 5.1. It was actually, yeah, 5.1 in, in those situations. Okay. Fourth quarter, he's 95 of 131. That's a 72.5% a big clip. completion percentage. That's huge for 853 yards. So it's not quite as many yards at the end of the sure. first half. Ten touchdown passes, three interceptions. Again, if he had a... Uh, three, you know, three and a half quarters where he had 853 passing yards, ten touchdowns, and three interceptions. You're going, oh, he's he's playing really well, right? Or these are in the same games, they're like all in the same games. And I'm sitting here thinking, what's the, they, they've been winning most of their games, contrary to recent uh, opinion. But he still throws a lot in the fourth quarter with leads, and they're not blowing people out all that often. So I don't know that that's a distinguishing factor, game script, because they've been losing lately too. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, you could take any of those quarters, multiply it by four, and what if those were his numbers? Like, that second quarter, if you multiply it by four, and if those were his numbers right now, he'd be the MVP by a million, you know, by far and away. Yeah. And even the fourth quarters, you know, in that conversation. His yards per attempt in the fourth quarters is seven, you know, 6.5, which is right around his average. He's been sacked in the fourth quarter this year. Really? I mean, as much wow. as you want to talk about, well, this, you know, this, this offensive line is not – he's still been sacked 12 times. Yeah, yeah. And that include, you know, he's throwing the ball 161 times in the second quarter, which is the most of passes of any any quarter. He's been sacked four times on his 160 passes. So I don't know about you, but to me, the the takeaway there is that's a good way of looking at it because it's 14 games. It's not a month. It's not three or four. I mean, it's right. a big sample. That's a, this time. is this is what trend. he is right yeah. now. The first quarter is the problem, obviously, <laughs> without <laughs> obviously, a doubt. Right. The rest of it's really good. You know, if if you take the first quarter times three compared to the other three quarters, they're not even close. You know what I mean? It's if you, it's Not even break it down to quarter, just first quarter versus everything else. So how do you fix that? I, I don't think we know the answer to that, but he starts slow every game and missing open guys. And to your point, oh, Coach Feetner doesn't know what he's doing. Well, there's guys open on crossers and deep ones, and he misses them off, of, and then he gets it back in a rhythm. That's not the coach's fault. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean – you know, when when I coach baseball, you you know you learn your pitchers a little bit, sure, and you learn the ones who okay, this guy needs to get warm. I need to get him 
really warmed up to get him into the game. You know, mm-hmm. he has to throw he has to throw forty warm up pitches. This one only needs twenty. I want to save his arm. I want to save fine. his arm. Yeah, he'll yeah. be fine. He'll come in. He'll be great. This guy, you know, he struggles a little bit with the early, you know, finding the plate or with the yeah, control, yeah. gives up some hits. So I'm going to give him 40 pitches in the bullpen to get him a good lather up and then put him into the game. I, mean, I but I don't know how you do that in a, in a foot in a, in a football setting because you you get this amount of time. Do you have him go out and hey, we want you to go out there when he was younger? And I don't know if he still does this or not. He doesn't. I don't think he does this the way he used. To. He used to go. I mean, he had this big warm up process that okay. he went through. Remember, I remember he had that big rugby ball thing he used to use too. Yeah, like he doesn't do that game. anymore. Yeah. But th- this was this was a pre pre practice pre game kind of thing where he had to make all these different kind of throws to get himself warmed up. Okay. And I, I don't know if he does it anymore or not. Uh, but and and it's not like he's a rookie or second year guy. Like, hey, try this, young man. You know. He, he knows, knows his, his body. body. Yeah, he's been doing this forever. If he's thinking, "Boy, I only got a hundred pitches in me. I'm not wasting them in pregame. If I start a little slow, so be it." I understand, but then you're in a hole, and the defense can't tee off. And yeah, I mean, like there's so yeah. much ripple effects. And then if you have a typically, bad play, I mean, like, most games the defense is good enough. Okay, even yesterday, punt, 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 mm-hmm. turnover, right, <laughs> deep in your own end. But you know, you're still in it. You're still in it. Leads yeah. to a field goal. Punt. Turnover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just you, you can't get the turnover, turnover, turnover. But if you're playing the Bills or the Titans or the Chiefs, it's a different beast. You, you can't know? start slowly You like can't that. start slow. Yeah, yeah I mean, the defense can do so Asking much. your defense, you know, that's that's what happened to the Saints. I mean, Breeze was playing poorly in that yeah. game, and the next thing you know, they're down 14 nothing, and their offense hasn't they're on the first down yet. Yeah, and their defense is doing the best job I've seen against the Chiefs. Absolutely. Yeah, they made wild, things rough. Right. I mean, they if did. you looked at Mahomes' first-half numbers in that game, I think he was 13-27. Mm-hmm. And just they weren't moving the ball with ease at all. So and the Steelers D and Saints D are very comparable. I mean, yeah. they both can do that. But you're at, no matter what, in the end, the damn you got to score. Yeah, yeah, you got to score against the, in those situations. They can't have these lulls. They got to find a way to get him to start faster. And, and I'm not sure what that is. More practice, less practice, different routine in the more you know, different. Run the ball more early. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but they I do know. I do know this: what they're doing right now isn't working. Exactly, and they need to change it. Yeah, you know, the definition of insanity is just keep doing the same thing. Right? And expect so, us, you know, right? And and I know, you know, the, before the first Cincinnati game, he didn't practice at all that week. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even around the team. He was stuck that home. Was COVID week. Right? He was stuck at home, and co- he came out and played maybe his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If that's the answer. I don't know that that's the answer. See you next Sunday, Ben. Don't yeah, show up. That can't work. That can't work. But. Do you take the opposite approach? Hey, I want you to practice heavier on Wednesdays. Um, we'll give you, th- but what if his body can't withstand it? You know, yeah. what, you know, it's a fine line. I, I but think they got to change it up. I think at this point, you know, you've got two games left in the regular season. You're already in the postseason. You know that mm-hmm. you're in the playoffs. To me, this is the time of year where you go, okay, you just need to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sprinting down. I mean, we're the down the stretch here. The last mile, yeah. you need to run it as hard as you can and see what happens. Yeah, we need. We need to figure. We need to. We can't continue to do what we've been doing. I mean, he was off Wednesday and Thursday last week because they had the extra practice day in. So they, yeah, you know, he essentially right. practiced Friday and Saturday. So it's not like he didn't practice at all, but right. he, he took an extra. What you get? I mean, yeah. If you do it with Pouncey, I understand it too. And some a lot of these veterans. But those guys all practiced. The, the The offensive linemen were off Wednesday. They came back and practiced Thursday. Mm-hmm. And where he got two. He got the two days off. I get. I get it. You're trying to manage. 
sure. a 38-year-old quarterback's body. And we're not sitting there with – I mean, Coach Tomlin sits there with the strength and conditioning staff and the medical yeah. staff, and they might be like, you know, save him all you can. Yeah. Or he can do it, and he says one, two. Where I, I don't you know, know, if it's, if it's me, even if he's – you know, just come on and do some seven-on-sevens on Wednesdays mm-hmm. or, or something. Because I did hear the Tomlin press conference, and he said something along the lines of, well, we do get – um, you know, Dobbs and Rudolph a lot more involved on Wednesday. I don't care That's about good. that. I don't care about that. This isn't bowl practice where I got all time and I'm going to get play my freshman. I mean, it's crunch time, and the goal here isn't to develop Josh Dobbs into a okay number two someday. Yeah, because, <laughs> I don't care because, all about that because I know this: if you lose this game on Sunday to Indianapolis, now you go into that final season game against Cleveland with the AFC North Division Championship on the line. Because mm-hmm. the Browns play the Jets. They're going to win. The Jets won their game. Well, the Browns are going to win. The Browns are going to win that yeah, football yeah, yeah. game. You don't want to go into the final week of the season with the potential to lose that football game and go into and a wild, wild card. Now you're a wild card. I mostly agree with you, but is the difference between the three seed and the five seed enough if you need the break to play – all you know to leave everything out there. I think it is. Most years, I definitely think it is. I, I think you I want to play at home. I'm sure. And boy, it's a slap and you, in the face. Do, do you want to do you, do you want to fall into that four or five game? Would you rather be you know? Of course not. But I don't know because standing on the other side of that four or five game now, all of a sudden, is Kansas City in the second round? Yeah, I know, I know. But if you can't beat anyone in your current state, then you need a break. Well, that, but the thing is, you need to. You need to if you if you don't if you don't win against Indianapolis and then you don't win against Cleveland, you're rolling into the playoffs with a five game losing streak. You're not going anywhere, anyways. Probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, they're in a tough spot. I, I, I think know. you got to win a game. I think that's that's why this game this weekend is. I don't care if you win this game. I don't care what you do against Cleveland. Oh right, that was the, the thing because. You assumed you beat the Bengals, and then I didn't care what happened the rest right. of the year, to be honest. I never really quite said it that way, but you get the Bengals, you win the division. I don't care if you won't play anybody in the last two weeks. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. You lose a job, you're the third seed, or even if you're the fourth, I don't care. You know, win the division. But now it's a situation where if you lose to Indianapolis, you you, you yeah. still want to win the division. Yeah. I don't know. I got to think more about that. If you don't win the division, then you're going. Uh, you're not only to to get to the Super Bowl, you have to win three games. You got to win three on the road. You win three on the road, right? Which is very, very hard in this league, no matter what. Even if it's week two, three, four. Yeah. At least get yourself one at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, if you yeah. you've you've kind of you know thrown away the chance to have two games at home. Unless you only have you know, only have so many bullets, and you can't shoot them till the playoffs. Well, if that's empty. if that's if that's the case, then you're not going anywhere, anyways. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it goes back to our first segment. I mean, if Ben's not playing well, they're not going to beat anybody. I just don't. See, I time. just don't see where sitting him down for the last, you know, two weeks. two weeks of the season is going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to come back and be great. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that being the case. Yeah, and I do mostly agree with you, but obviously the issue all season long is that first quarter. How do you correct that little problem? You know, I mean, if you could just get that to him being slightly below his average, as opposed to greatly below his average, yeah, his, his, you're a much better team. His passer this. rating in the third quarter is 80. That's yeah. not great. It's not great, but it's not it's not 
and it's not the start of the game. You know, like right. now we're in a this hole. This sets the tone. Right. If, okay, you have a halftime lead and he comes out cold, okay, it takes him a little while to get revved up. You can live with that. But if you're down right off the bat against a good team and you're playing catch-up and you're not going to run the ball anyway and the whole world knows you're throwing and, you know, right, or a turnover yeah. or two. Yeah, I mean, that's what we saw last night. I mean, that was the only, to your point, that was the only path Cincinnati could take to win and the Steelers pushed them down that path. Yeah. You know. Then you just opened the door. They, they shoved them through it. Yeah, yeah. Them, you know, <laughs> there you go. Here, them, do right, this. Please do this. <laughs> and that's your only way you can win. And you don't have to throw anymore. Yeah. I yeah. But the first quarter things are very interesting. That's good research. That's good stuff there. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll change the subject a little bit. We'll talk about something right. other than Ben. We'll do that <laughs> right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Back to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, a um, couple of injuries of uh, note that come out of uh, uh, Monday night's game. Uh, obviously, uh, Derek Watt uh, suffered yeah, a concussion a on that uh, special teams tackle that he made. Uh, I don't know how either one of those, those two got up after that one. Yeah, that was a uh, wow. You know, that was a yeah. Stop, Every, it, stop your heart. You everybody know. in the press box went ooh, and really? then you know, yeah, one of those kind of tackles. And, and I mean make a little bit light of it i mean his brother happens to be on the team yeah and you know i was i'm like worried like we're gonna have to see a down game from tj um, no no that was not the case. <laughs> no not at all you know yeah. and i'm sure it was on his mind heavily and on everyone's mind but um that was a little scary a little scary. scary uh eric ebron suffered a back injury uh, t- uh took a hard hit to the back mm-hmm. uh, roethlisberger Again, not yeah, a great. That gr- was on Ben. No, that was on Ben. He threw him in uh, four guys around him. Yeah, that made no sense to even release that ball. Uh, yeah, there was. What are you going to get out of it? I guess, and you know this better than I do, but I guess it came out today. There was no organ damage. I mean, a lot of times they take a big hit there, yeah. a, a kidney or something like that too. Right. So uh, you know, you expect. Uh, I expect him to tr- at least try to play this weekend. It's against Indianapolis, Oakland. a team that, that right, released right. him. Uh, you would think that he would want to come back and play in that game. Right. Uh, Steelers should get Vince Williams back, which is I think huge. huge. I think that's Just huge. ridiculously huge. I mean, right. again, you're, you're playing the last two games without three of your, your four starting linebackers yeah. that you started the season with. And the the Bengals exploited a little. You know, Gia Bernard is a, is a receiver. Yeah. And, frankly, Allen's reads on some of these runs and Just, not attacking the right gaps yeah. or getting off block. I mean – He's, he's not a linebacker. I'm not sure he's a, an NFL player, to be honest with you. So, I mean, you're playing with bottom of the, of the rung dudes. Um, so, I think you put Vince next to Williamson. Now you're okay. Uh, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I you're mean, okay. It's, it's not Bush, but it's NFL dudes out there. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, Rivers are getting the Heem Hines on. The oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, sure, that's, I'm sure that's what they're looking at right now. Yes. Um, and then they should get uh, Kevin Dotson. Uh, expected to be back. And I'm not sure which is worse, the left guards that we've seen the last couple of days, or the second inside linebacker position. So they were both they were both wow. sub very subpar in terms of yeah. 
what you had out there as opposed to what you should have out there. And I don't know that Haas is an NFL player either, to be very honest with you. At guard, he gets really exposed. And yeah. we were talking about it before. They got Derwin Gray in there and ran the ball really well behind him. But when they got to just pass mode, Haas came back in. I assume that's as simple as we trust him in protection a little more. Well, I think it, you know driver. some of that's be, well, he's a center, so he he recognizes Stunts what he's and, seeing yeah, out there, right, that kind of stuff. And, right. and Gray had never, you know, that was really his first NFL game. So right, and they couldn't be different body types, and, right? <laughs> you know, skill sets. I mean, Gray coming forward moved some people. Yeah, and I thought he was fine. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, super high expectations I mean, they, for him. But. I wanted to talk about that. They ran the ball effectively. They did in that game until until the one third down that they had, and I thought Benny Snell went to the wrong hole. That I thought that mm, play I was to look at that again. I okay. thought the play was blocked to the left, and he was took it a third and one type of deal. Yeah, and he took the hole to the right. I thought they blocked it to go a little bit more left, and he he took the I don't know B gap or whatever okay. instead of going to the it didn't, didn't other side. Or yeah, a um, couple notes there because I wanted to praise the run game and Snell. Two things I've been rough on, to be very honest with you. But Snell's produced when he's gotten a chance and gets more than three carries. You know right. I mean, he's a he's a compiler. I mean, that's what he was in college, yeah. too. And that's one of his strengths. I thought the run game showed more pulling guards, double teams, you know, more diversity to yeah. the run game, which shows confidence. Um, but I did see today, which after I read it, didn't shock me, but their inefficiencies on first or third and fourth and one over the last two years are like, 32nd by a wide margin in the league. Uh, did you see that by chance? I didn't. No. I'll find it for you real quick because it's startling how bad they've been on short and su- or third and fourth and super short. Just that inability to get one yard. And it's shown up time and time again. And, and that's not all running, though. No, there's a lot to it. Right. There's, 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 they, I mean, they've thrown the ball in some of those situations. Because if you look at, like, somebody brought something up over the weekend that, uh, about their. They can't run it in from the you know inside the at the, at the one yard line. Mm-hmm. If you look at their numbers, like, like Connor's number, if you look at the the short yardage situation running this year, um, Connor's numbers are no different than Derrick Henry's. Okay. In terms of okay, I think Connor has like nine carries for eleven yards or something like like that inside the five. Derrick Henry has like sixteen carries for seventeen yards inside the five. Okay. Uh, same, same with Dalvin Cook. Same. I mean, it's it's almost every long yards every on. yeah every yeah. every running back in the league is going to struggle in some of the you know you're going to have if you average a yard per carry in that situation. That's really good. That's what you, you know. Yeah, it, that's what you're after. Right. That's what you're after. You're for a foot, because you're not going to get you're not going to break off a five you know an eight yard run inside the five. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know, so your numbers are going to be a little down. And but I, I found the information real quick. I'll just read it off here. Pittsburgh's the worst quote, get a yard team in the NFL the last two seasons. They're 34 of 62 on third and fourth and one since 2019. So all this year, all last year. That's 54.8%. That's worse than the NFL. I don't have much takeaway from that, but it certainly has hurt them time and time again. How do you get better? I'm not sure going to find the next Dan Kreider is going to help you. That or, doesn't help you there. I mean, going and find the next Nick Chubb yeah, helps you there. That would be useful. That would be useful to do, to <laughs> that make that work. And, and they don't have that. I mean, I, the thing I, I, I noted early in the game, I think I tweeted this out, like Giovanni Bernard's first or second run in the game, 
he hit a he hit a crease for an eight yard gain, and it was like there it was there wasn't much there, but mm-hmm. he hit it quickly. He hit it quickly and abruptly with juice. The Steelers, I mean, even Anthony McFarland doesn't hit that quickly. I don't think he's he's necessarily sure what he's seeing right now. Yeah, just hit it quickly. They don't have the capability of doing that because their running backs, Connor and Snell, are plotters. No Stop drafting plotters. Yeah, you're right. It's a, that's a good way. Jalen Samuels, a plotter. He's a plotter. They're all slow-footed by NFL standards. They don't have the burst. They don't have the juice. McFarland does, but you said it right. Like his his mind, his there's so much wasted motion with him. He's got he's all egg, arms and legs. Yeah. And doesn't make any yardage while he's doing it, while he's looking. Yeah, you look at him and look, boy, that was, that was a nice three-yard gain. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> juking people before there's anyone to juke. Yeah. And I always like the Foghorn Leghorn saying, he's like, you're doing a lot of chopping, boy, but there ain't no chips <laughs> a-flying. You know, like, he's doing all this stuff, but he, that, that works fine in the ACC. Yeah. But that doesn't fly here. He's one of the, like, when I was, you know, when I still played basketball all the time, one of those guys that you're guarding him and he's doing all, it's the, it's the, the, the Indiana, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones right. things. Do all this crazy stuff with a knife and I pull out my gun and you shoot you. Shoot you right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> right. I used to love that when guys, you yeah. see all these guys, you know, dribbling around, you know, in between their legs and all this stuff. You're not going anywhere. And you're, I'm watching your belly. I'm right, watching right, your stomach. Right. You're yeah. not moving. If, if that moves, then you're moving. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere. It's not like you got faked out of your shoes. He's not making you move your feet one bit. You right? know, I'm not going anywhere. I don't make a move until I see your, you know, yeah. which way your, your belly, as the coaches used to tell me, watch his belly button. Yeah, yeah. I always told my flag football kids, watch his belt buckle. You yeah. Know? You're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. And I bet McFarland will get better than that. He has been on the field very much didn't right. in preseason. I'm sure they're trying to coach that out of him, which is hard. Snell's never going to have the juice, but he at least I believe he's an now NFL has a running back. Yeah. He is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think he's in the mix next year, and is a good fill-in player. But man, I want you know. Again, it goes back to what we talked about at draft time when you know we were hey get one of these good young backs. Sure. I mean, it I wouldn't looks, trade Claypool for Dobbins, but right. they could sure use Dobbins. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what we're I mean? going to see Taylor, Taylor this or, weekend. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. He's he's guys. closing in on a thousand yards. Has really yeah. turned it on here in the second half. I mean, they just have a lot more ability. It, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> a, that's a thing. I mean, yeah, there's some struggles there, and there, and there were going to be in a season in which you had no preseason. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, but and those, a lot of these rookie running backs took a long time before they started to take over. We're seeing them start right. to start that start to happen now. Um, to me, that's a thing. You know, you want to talk about you know third and fourth and short failures. A good running back fixes a lot of that. Marcus Allen wasn't the biggest or the toughest. But right. He knew, he he knew, knew how, how to get, get a skinny yard. And he knew exactly where to go. And yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right. And, and I'm not saying – Lev Bell was pretty good at it. You don't, need to, you don't need to come out and run the football 40 times a game to win in today's NFL, but you better damn well be able to get a yard when you need a yard. The situational part of it is a problem. Yeah. Because you can throw all the way down the field, but if you can't get that yard when there's all heavy personnel on the field and the world knows you're going to throw – you can only play action and throw it to a tackle or tight end. Or so many you, know, times, you know, for example, they get down, uh, they cut the they cut the lead to seventeen seven. They're driving right back down the field again in the second half. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger misses Chase Claypool. Um, had him had him open. They did overthrew him on a little rollout um, on first down. Second down, he checks out of a pass play into a run play because they've got a light box and Snell gains three yards. Yeah. Maybe a you know somebody with a little more explosion there yeah. might get in the end zone, but at least gets five or six. Right. Then you have the option to run again on on third down 
as opposed to chucking one, you know. Well, then they don't know what you're going to do now. Next. Now you've right, got right, options. Right. Yeah, you, again, it's better down a distance situation. It's much more favorable for the play caller. You're right. I mean, they compared to other NFL backfields, they leave a lot of yards on the field. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, They're yeah, absolutely they don't have do. to have, I mean, Nick Chubb would be great, but Kareem Hunt would be great. Kareem <laughs> Hunt would be play for that. You know, right. Again, I, you know, I mentioned it last week. They, you know, they could have gone out and gotten a veteran back. Mm-hmm. And we were only talking like a Carlos Hyde. I mean, nothing yeah. that's super exciting. Right. Again, but a, be useful a right professional now. NFL right. running back who's who's got starting experience, who's who's been a, a you know, yeah. you're not guessing on what he's going to give you. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, he's got a little more juice. Yeah, a little more juice, and yeah, and he's no, and there certainly is a veteran mentality of setting up blockers and knowing when to get a yard and you know how to pick up the, the short yardage stuff and the patience and vision that comes with the speed of the game and being around it. I thought the running backs were awful last year too. Yeah, I mean, it's easy just to blame the rest of the the rest of the offense. They don't have a quarterback, and yeah, there was a lot of full boxes, but you got to beat your the unblocked guy too. I mean, yeah. no, people have had success against eight man boxes. Right? You're allowed Long to do that, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. You can. Yeah, you think Adrian Peterson has seen any eight man nine man boxes in his career? <laughs> right, exactly, right. Anyways, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. I do picture this offense with a back, though. I mean, a, a borderline. It doesn't have to be a first-round guy. Right, right. I mean, you look at all the top backs in the league. Most of them were drafted in the second round. Oh, Henry and Chubb. And, yeah. and there's a long cook. I mean, there's a long list. Long Mara's list of them. third or fourth. I mean, right. I, You know, I, that's, that's going to be, be a priority next year. It has to be. I, I didn't want to go down this road because I would not trade Claypool for Dobbins. Big I'm, picture. I wouldn't either, yeah. But they could maybe use Dobbins more than Claypool right now. Right now. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the next month. Well, and the Ravens could use Claypool more, more than, than Dobbins. More than Dobbins, <laughs> right. Exactly right. They're both really good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll do that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, it's uh, Tuesday, so it's time for the uh, waiver wire watch. Uh, a lot of these yeah. guys are guys we've talked about already. Some of you are deep in your leagues and some of you don't care. Some um, of you don't care. That's why we're going to roll through this real yeah, quick. Yeah. And then I've got a two-round Dynasty rookie mock draft oh, for 2021. Okay. We'll get a little jump on, on 2021. Uh, quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. Oh, he's fantasy gold. Yeah, you right. got. I mean, he's 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 there. Yeah, uh, you can you can pick him up and play him if you need a, somebody there. Um, other guys, uh, he's he, right now rostered in thirty eight percent of leagues. Baker Mayfield rostered in forty seven percent of leagues. I think it was largely matchup driven there last week. Giants were all banged up in the secondary. They couldn't run the football against the Giants effectively. It's two weeks in a row though. They've come out throwing, and I do think it's noteworthy that. Baker, who I'm not the biggest fan of, he played like three or four weeks in a row in awful weather, so his numbers were really bad. Yeah. And when he finally got to play in decent weather, he's been much better. So I could start him this week and be comfortable. They're, at, they're they play the Jets. I don't yeah. know that he's going to have the best of weather there, but we'll see. 
Uh, Mitch Trubisky, eh. He's usable. Usable. I started him in my DFS line. That didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if, if you're really bad off and you got to pick somebody up, you could do worse. Uh, how about Marcus Mariota? You, you buying on that? It looks I think like he's, he's playing got, this week. He's going to start this week, yeah. They have the Dolphins, which isn't I don't the, love that I matchup. I don't love that matchup, but I like the player. you got to be a little hesitant on these guys, though. When a team spends all week preparing for Carr and then they spring Mariota on you, yeah, they're at a disadvantage, you know, and they're different styles of player. So I'm not sure his option, you know, zone reads and things like that, option runs will be as effective. I mean, Miami's practicing that as we speak. But I'm a Mariota believer. I thought he played extremely well. Uh, moving on to running back, Le'Veon Bell rostered in 54% of leagues. He, he will be, be the – yeah, yeah, yeah. if he's not already in your league, he should be in your league. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out the rest of the way. Yeah, he's the guy. Um, yeah. And he looks fine. Absolutely. Uh, Tony Pollard. I don't know if Zeke plays again. I, I don't know. I think maybe they shut him down. He's yeah. owned in 44% of the leagues. Uh, 132. Pollard very useful this week. Yeah, those the, both of those guys are – They're gold. They're yeah, starters. you got to get them. Running back ones. Um, as far as the rest of these guys are guys we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how about Sonny Michelle? No. Well, Damien know Harris is out or how missed bad last is week. It, though? Do you know? I, I that I don't know, but they're out of it now. They're Do they out just, of it. you know I think Michelle's a really bad player. He had ten carries for seventy four yards last week. Mm-hmm. So it's not any no, he, he actually caught worse. a pass. He actually caught a pass. I'm not a believer, <laughs> but I, mean, I would hope your Super Bowl teams are better off equipped. You would him. hope, yeah. Right. Wide receiver Kiki Kute, we talked about him. Forty five percent rostered, uh seven I targets last him. week. Squirt. I love Watson. He's been playing great. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it's such a weird week because if you're in a 12-team league, 10 of the people aren't putting in for anybody. They've given up. Right, they've given up. And if you're one of the other two, you're probably pretty good. You know, you're not yeah. picking up a starter. You're not stashing somebody. Is QT in that Well, the wide receiver position, though, if you had Michael Thomas, you're looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, True. And that leads me to Emmanuel Sanders. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'd take him over QT. I would, too. I, yeah. I think you're going to get him the football. Uh, Richard Higgins still only rostered in 11% of leagues. He's pretty good. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar still rostered in 51% of leagues. That's just That's crazy. amazing because he's had a very good year. He player. has. He really just has. People have been burned by him for year after year. I, I think that's part of it, yeah, for sure. John Brown, um, oh. he's, he's back from IR. See what happens. Uh, I'd another, like to have him on my roster. That's right another now. one. You know, We don't know what's going on with uh, – um, with Diggs? Diggs, yeah. Right. He, he hurt his foot at the end of that game. Maybe they shut him down for the rest of the year. Possibility. Uh, and They're another team that could rest everyone in week 17. Right. And maybe week 16, you half rest people, too. Yeah. I, I but don't you know. get John Brown back. You'd like uh, to get Brown on yeah. the running. Yeah. I'd like to have Brown on my roster. If it means picking him up and waiting till kickoff, if I'm starting him or not, that's eh, worth it. Yeah. And if Diggs doesn't play, fire, oh, yeah, yeah. fire him up. For sure. Um, looking at the. Uh, as I said, that we're not going to look at tight ends. That's just crazy. There's not much there. There's not much there at all. No um, one's going to save your season at tight end. There's no Higby's from last I year. I lost this thing. I was going to look at it. You're talking about the Dynasty stuff? The Dynasty or? draft, yeah. I'm not super dialed into it, but do check on Locked On Dynasty. I'm going to record one when I go home. Um, it's What I do know about it is, and I'll know a lot of these names, but it's not a great incoming running back class, which certainly influences the Steelers. There's some high-end tight ends. It's a ridiculous receiver draft yet again. Lawrence and maybe three or four other first-round quarterbacks. So running back aside, it's a pretty darn good fantasy group coming in. 
Um, and for those that don't understand Dynasty, the way this works is pretty much right after the NFL draft where you know all these guys land, all your rookie drafts take place. So if you came in last in your Dynasty League, you earned the first pick overall. You know, like I took over a horrible team, and I remember two years in a row I drafted, or three years in a row I drafted Gurley at 1-1, Zeke at 1-1, and then I got Kamara at like 1-5. And then next year I went sixteen and zero. <laughs> you, know, like, you build a dynasty, but you yeah. got to live through it sometimes. You yeah, know? you got to live through it. So uh, I got it here. Round one, um, number one one is Jamar Chase. Obviously, we don't know where these guys are ending sure, up yet. Sure. But Chase is the number one pick. Makes sense. I mean, he, he opted out this year. He's a special talent. Um, but most years there's an obvious one one. Like Saquon comes out. He's the one one. We're like, a quarterback, or well, quarterbacks aren't worth that much unless it's a, a super flex. Yeah, you know, like a Lawrence might not be a first round pick this year, but if it's super flex, he's definitely the one one. You know, yeah. I mean, even like Kyler was an obvious one one. There's just a lot of them to go around. Um, but if there's a stud back, he goes one one yeah. all the time. One two is uh, Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue. Okay, that seems a little high for him to be honest, because he has some Deshaun Jackson qualities. You know, yeah. your miss type dude. Uh, one three is Travis Etienne. He'll probably be the first back. He'll probably be the first back. Although I don't know if you watch Najee Harris, he had five or six touchdowns or whatever. I wonder if people though, you know, you look at some of the 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 uh, Alabama running backs. You're going, yeah. They come in with a lot of wear and tear on them. They got to fight hard in practice just to get on the field. Just to get on Saturday, the field and stay right? on the field. Yeah. yeah. Would you consider Najee Harris at the late first for the Steelers? I need to do more work on the guy. I I want to. I got to know how you know. Yeah, he's in the, he's he's kind of Derrick Henry like without maybe the breakaway speed because mm-hmm. he's a, a taller back. Receiver, yeah, but he takes a beating. Yeah, I mean I'd consider maybe moving to the fortieth pick and pick up an extra third and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. we have a lot of draft time. Uh, one four Rashad Bateman from the wide receiver out of Minnesota. Mm, there's gonna be a lot of receivers and deciphering them is kind of difficult yeah. right now. Again, it's gonna depend on where they wind mm-hmm. up. Uh, one five Jalen Waddell, the wide receiver out of Alabama. He's the one that opted out. I mean. Devontae Smith is the one that is having the best year of all of them. Yeah. But, again, he may go he's higher. He's 75 pounds. Yeah. And he's not, not going to run a 4-2, you know. 1-6 uh, is Najee Harris, uh, the running back out yeah. of Alabama. Sounds like those are the top two backs, and then there's some discrepancy after that. 1-7 is Chuba Hubbard, uh, the running back out of Oklahoma State. He just opted out a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. It, he shocked a lot of people by going back to school this yeah. year and probably made a bad decision because he probably would have went a little earlier. Yeah, he had over 2,000 rushing yards last year, right. nowhere near that this and year. And wasn't super impressive this yeah. year, and now he's opted out. Uh, 1-8, Devonta Smith, who you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, a wide receiver out of Alabama. 1-9, Seth Williams, a wide receiver out of Auburn. Okay. Uh, 1-10, Tamori and Terry, wide receiver out of Florida State. Hmm. I don't know a whole lot about him, but okay. Again, six, there's so six, many four, receivers 205, average 20 yards a catch okay. in Florida State. So, um, one eleven, Max Borgie, the running back out of Washington State. Yeah, he's starting to gain a little bit of steam, too. A little on the smallest side, 5'10", 197. Mm-hmm. Um, one twelve, Amon Ra, St. Brown. That's Equinemius's brother. Yes, they, they like to name. They their like their yeah, Amon Ra, thing. Yeah, USC guy, right? Yeah, tall, lean, like his brother. Um, have not a good t- year. Not quite as tall as his brother. Six one one ninety five. Oh, he's six one. I was yeah. thinking he's like six two and a half, longer type guy. Round two, uh, Tylen Wallace, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. There's a lot of buzz about him too lately. 
2-2 is Journey Brown, running back out of Penn State. Now, he has a heart issue. I don't think he's, he's not going to play football He's again. not going to play football ever right. again. Yeah. He is officially hung it up, unfortunately, but there was a lot of talent there. Yeah, 4 2 9 40 for him. Is what yeah, right, and that size, speed, yeah. yeah. Uh, 2-3, Zamir White, the running back out of Georgia. Okay. I don't know a lot about him either. Uh, six foot two fifteen, so he's a little bit better put together mm-hmm. back, um, but also had a couple of uh, ACL tears there. Oh, really? Uh, two four, Trevor Lawrence. To your point about the quarterback sure. position. Uh, two five, Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's very consistent, more than just a deep threat. He's been quite good for yeah, them. Yeah, stuck the last behind years. Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, Johnny Dixon, KJ Hill. Right, and, and he's then, been shining the last two <laughs> yeah. years. Uh, two six, our first tight end, Kyle Pitts out of Florida. He'll go much higher than that now. I mean, he might be a top 10 NFL pick, long, lean, having a massive season for Florida. Yeah. Two seven, Justin Fields, a quarterback out of Ohio State. Didn't have a great game last week, right. but I think he was dealing with some kind of injury on his throwing yeah. wrist. That, he, uh, he runs too. I mean, yeah. he's got a lot of fantasy goodness about him. Two eight, uh, Kylan Hill, running back out of Mississippi State. Okay. Five eleven two fifteen. Okay. So a little more size there as well. Uh Kenneth Galwell is two nine Gamewell, I'm sorry, running back out of Memphis. He's starting to gain a lot of buzz too, from what I've understood. Yeah. Five eleven, one ninety one. So you'd mm-hmm. like to see him be a little bit bigger than that, but you know, after uh, Antonio Gibson and Daryl Henderson have come in out of Memphis and yeah, they find explosive been okay. athletes, yeah. right, that can catch the ball. Um you might have something there. Uh two ten and Keontae Ingram, the running back out of Texas. Okay. <laughs> He's six feet two twenty. Some guys of size. Yeah. I mean I don't know if the Steelers would look at a one ninety nine guy. Yeah, I don't think they I think they, they need juice, but yeah. they're not gonna take the little guys. Uh two eleven is Brevin Jordan, a tight end out of Miami. He's possibly the second or third tight end off the yeah. board. Little undersized. He's from, uh, six three, two thirty five. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh two twelve. Dime did. Jamie Brown, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. Mm, okay. They also have two backs. They have two really, backs, yeah. They're starting to gather steam. A big guy and a little dude. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that's going to be interesting. To That kind of gives you a little There's preview a here. Again, we're getting into bowl season. Yep. Those are your top position players, skill position guys, uh, going into this year's draft, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, some guys I mean, keep a name on. There could be four on. or five. There will be at least four, maybe five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, you mentioned those two tight ends. Uh, Fearmouth from Penn State should go yeah. 25 to 35 overall, something like that, too. A million receivers. I don't know if it'll be a first-round back or not this year. I kind of think ATN could be in that, you know, Edwards Hilaire mold. Maybe a good team grabs right at the end of their piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. But then a lot of second-round guys. A lot of second-round guys. And, and so I think if you're the Steelers, I think you then start looking at offensive. They need offensive linemen. Help. They do. They do. You need help in the trenches, and you need somebody to carry the football. Mm-hmm. Would it shock you at all if they stay put, make three picks on the first two days, and one of them's a running back and two are offensive linemen? Not one bit. No. No. That might be exactly what Dr. Ordered. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be so bad. Uh, but that was the fantasy football focus. So we will uh, take oh, I it. wanted to throw one more note out there. The, okay. The best center in this draft is the Alabama kid who got – he went off on a cart. And I hate to say this, but I'm sitting there thinking – Maybe the Steelers can give him the fifth round now and redshirt him for a year or something. You get yeah. late that hurt that late. I think his name's Fredrickson or something like yeah, that. I yeah, yeah. It's just somebody to take notice of. I'm sure his stock dropped with an injury, which is unfortunate, but that's the game we play. That know? is the game. 
Anyways, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, more uh, Steelers and uh, maybe start taking a look at the Colts. Mm. <clears throat> we got to do that. We've well, only got, got two, two shows, shows right? this week, so we better uh, start uh, down that road right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, uh, it's time to take a look at the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, they're an interesting team. We'll start off here by taking a look at their depth chart. Okay. Are we going to do – are we picking guys already? Yeah, why not? All right. We're looking at the depth chart. We don't have a lot of time. We only got, what, 12 segments this week and we're buzzing through them. Uh, So a quarterback – uh, of course, the uh, the Colts have Philip Rivers. They use Jacoby Brissett in some short yardage situations. It's like the biggest tell on the planet. Yeah, and he's not even that good a runner. No, because Rivers can't move at all. Can't he, he? Everything that they saw the last few weeks with with quarterbacks tucking the ball and running, like read option stuff. There's no, there's none of that. Not when Rivers behind center. This is going to be there's Phillip, the most immobile quarterback. The there's Philip Rivers. Go get him. Go get him. <laughs> right, and they have a pretty good line. Thank the Lord, and he's processing <laughs> things well. But he's got a bad toe that he's getting surgery on, and he couldn't move to begin with. Yeah. So he is the most immobile quarterback in the league. I'm a Brissett guy, though. But when they bring him in, they treat him like he's Michael Vick. And he's not yeah. even that good a runner. He, 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 is, he is, is better than Rivers. Yeah. Um, I'll take the Colts, though. The way Roethlisberger's playing right now, I, I would say yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, if I'm picking, you know, I got one game, one quarterback to start this game, sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Who does? I'm taking R- Roethlisberger over Rivers. Yeah, and I think overall Roethlisberger's body of work this year has been better than I Rivers. Agreed. And his career, and yeah, you know, we're going to talk. But about right now, I mean, we do, we just talk, spent two segments talking about it earlier. Roethlisberger's not playing. Up to that level. Now, maybe he gets that back this survive. week. Maybe he says, oh, that's Phillip Rivers on the other sideline. Sure. i got to outplay that guy. Yeah. And you and I were really hard on the Rivers move. It's worked out pretty well for them. He's been better than I thought he'd be because he doesn't – he's cut down on the turnovers. And, and I didn't know that he had him in him. He doesn't make a lot of big plays. But I also like Brissett. So, if we're looking at the quarterback rooms, I'm taking the Colts. Uh, running backs, not even close. I not think, even close. You know, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, they use both those guys. They, they phased Jordan Wilkins out of the mm-hmm. equation now, so that kind of helps that. I mean, the Steelers could use Jordan Wilkins. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's where they're at. And Taylor's looking like he might be a star. Uh, wide receiver, it's T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal. I thought Hilton was done. And in the last month, he looks like he's got new juice. Um, Pascal might be their number one, though. Like, he's been stepping up. All three of those guys, they mix in pretty well. I'll still take the Steeler group. Tight end, it's Jack Doyle, Trey Burton, Mo, the great Mo Alleycox. The, the, the pro football focus favorite. I like their tight end room better, but it's nothing to really write home about. Yeah, that's more, of, that's more of a push, you know. Yeah, I've been underwhelmed with the Steelers' tight ends lately, though. 
Uh, offensive line from left to right, uh, Anthony Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Glowinski, and Braden Smith. Yeah. Going into the season, this was the line that everybody said, this is the best line in football. Sure. It's not been that this year. No, it hasn't. But it's still better than what the Steelers It's have. still pretty good. Yeah. It's still pretty good. They're a little younger at the key spots. Uh, they're playing a little better than they were earlier in the year. Nelson's a really good player. Costanzo and uh, Kelly are both real solid. Uh, it's a good group. It's a top five, probably, t- you know, yeah. low line right now. Yeah, I agree. It's a good group. Um. It, it, this is going to be a theme of this team. I don't see tremendous strengths with the Colts, nor do I see big holes. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Uh, it, uh, on the defensive line, uh, left defensive end is Justin Houston. It's DeForest Buckner at left defensive tackle. Grover Stewart at right defensive tackle. And uh, Danico Autry at right defensive end. Yeah. Uh, we're, wa- <laughs> we're watching the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and the uh, ref just got hit right in the face with a pass. Huh? In the face. In the face. Uh, this is another D line that will use seven or eight. That was more of a shoulder. It was more of a shoulder shot on instant replay here. Yeah, you got uh, Ben Benogu uh, yeah, uh, coming off the bench. Uh, Houston doesn't play a ton of snaps. Tyquan Lewis, uh, you know, DeForest yeah. Buckner's a superstar. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 right there with Cam. I think he's a, in the Cam Watt level yeah. of one of the best players in the league. Lived up to the first round hype that they paid for him. I also take the Steeler. Front. The other guys are just guys. Yeah, they're it's, good. They're yeah. not great. Um, Buckner's great. They yeah. have two great defensive players, actually. At the linebacker position, it's Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker, and uh, Bobby Okariki. Okariki, yeah. Um, Leonard's, Leonard's a star. Leonard's good. Yeah. The other two guys are... They're okay. Okay. Yeah. They like guys with long arms that are rangy. They all kind of look alike. Leonard's a star. Obviously, the Steelers could use all of them at the moment. Yeah. Uh, left cornerback, it's Kenny Moore. At right cornerback, it's Xavier Rhodes. Uh, then you got that. Rocky Sin plays a lot for them, and he stinks. He does stink. Moore's really their slot. Yeah, and but he's he's inside. he's had to play because Rocky Sin has just been picked he's on been consistently. And to their credit, they've resurrected Rhodes' career. He was that bad last year. Yeah. Um, I would think Sin will get a lot of balls thrown his way this week. Yes. It makes perfect sense. It would not be a Sin to throw at nah, nice. Sin. Right. Yeah. Throw or Yasin. Yeah. Sin. Yeah, throw the rock at Rocky <laughs> Sin. It wouldn't be a Sin to throw the rock at Rocky Sin. Because, I mean, really, it's T.J. Carey, or the other, uh, you get uh, Isaiah Rogers, Traymond Smith. I mean, they don't have another option there. No, they're, they're a little light. They're a little point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Steelers' corners are definitely better there. Oh, I agree. And and this isn't a heavy blitz team. You, there's a lot of zone drops, and you know yeah. what they're at. And they don't, you know, they're not real complex on defense. Execution based. Yeah, it's safety. It's uh, Kari Willis and Julian Blackman, the rookie, who's been good, really good. Um, Both those guys are really good. Uh, Pursuit loves Kari Willis from Michigan State days. It's a really good young pair of safeties. It's not Minka. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the Steelers guys all day long. But I don't want to sleep on that group. I mean, there's probably not ten groups of safeties I take over those two, especially yeah. going forward. Um, so it's you know it's it's going to be a, a it's not a, a lot of holes. It's a good matchup. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, strengths on strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, their offensive line against the Steelers' defensive line. Yeah, right. Hundred um, percent agree. Uh, the Steelers' passing Steelers game receivers have an advantage over yeah. their cover guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean. Buckner worries me, even assuming Dotson's back, but let alone if it was Haas or Gray. I mean, yeah. that would be very problematic. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know what the Steelers come up with to kind of slow that down a little bit, and I th- they do move Buckner around a little bit. They do. Um, he's more. 
He's going to be more on DeCastro than anyone, if yeah. history t- tells us, but they might just put him over the right guard. They might say, hey, we got a, we got a rookie over here. Let's yeah. see what he does with, with this he's monster. He's absolutely the straw that serves the drink. Yeah. Um, he's a better – he's very long. He's uh, – I remember this when he came out of Oregon. His hands are so big that he can pick up a 12-inch ruler and, like, palm it, you know, yeah. just grab the thing. Um, but he's very long. Their worst run defense day was the day he was out. Yeah. But he's better rushing the passer. I mean, he's a complete package. If you look at this uh, this Colts team, um, who they've beaten and who they've lost to, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not super impressive. I mean, they lost to Jacksonville. Uh, I read something. I actually sent it to you. I, I wrote an article for Steelers Digest, and I previewed all the, the AFC teams. And I just read this right before I turned it in. They have four wins against teams that already fired their head coach. Which is, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just going to go through the schedule. They beat Jacksonville. Yeah. They're going to fire their coach at the end of the season. Right. They're, one of their wins is against Jacksonville since then. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Vikings in weeks two when the Vikings were the just, were really a bad they were a, a bad team yeah. at that point. They beat the Jets 36-7 to in week three. Beat the Bears in week four in 1911. Uh, I want people to think about this before we get too in. I also am almost positive the Colts' defense has faced the easiest slate of offense. Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, yeah. none of those were good at the time. Uh, lost to Cleveland. Yeah. Beat the Bengals 31-27. That was when Burrow was still playing. Then they had their yeah, bye. It's not that impressive of a win. No. Then they beat Detroit uh, 41-21. Fired, fired the head coach. Lost to the Ravens 24-10. Beat the beat the Titans. That's what you know. Thirty four seventeen. That's when you know probably their best win of the year. Best win of the year. No doubt. No doubt. They did beat Green Bay at home. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, that was a big. That's, that's a, a big, big win. win. Too. But then they lost to the Titans. They beaten. They played the Texans two of the last three weeks. Again, that's two of their four that didn't have a head yeah. coach. So the, they've got a three game winning streak. Two against the Texans. One against the Raiders, who mm-hmm. are just falling apart. Raiders are in disaster yeah. right now. Um, I, I looking at that schedule. I don't know what to think. Like is Philip? Yeah. You know, you said you mentioned Philip Rivers has really turned the corner. Okay, so the last four weeks he's played the Titans, Texans, Raiders, and Texans. Those Titans are four of the worst defenses four. you could. I mean, just yeah. awful. And Raiders are really, really bad too. And, and yeah, the, the the schedule is a little stunning. You know, when you factor in four of their games, the guys didn't have their head coach, and boy, they played some bad offense. I mean, I, I look, you know, against the against the Ravens, uh, they had two hundred twenty seven passing yards. Yeah, turned the ball over twice. You know what? I think I misspoke. I think they faced the easiest slate of defenses in the league. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought you meant. Not offenses. Okay. Yeah. It was definitely defenses because there's some bad, bad ones there. Yeah. The rest of their division. Well, some of their offenses they faced too are not are not so great. Not so great. But look at the rest of the AFC South defenses. There's not a defense in the whole division. No, right? It's Colts and everything. And they're all yeah. else are like the worst in the league. Um. So I don't know how good they really are. True. Um, I think their product the last month or so is pretty strong. You know, Hilton's I, played better, Rivers, Taylor, those guys have all. But is that a, is that a product though of who they've played? It's always a hard thing. Because here's the other side of the equ- equation on this: in their last four games, again playing Tennessee, Houston, the Raiders, and Houston, they've given up 449 yards, 398, 424, and 425. Yeah. Wow. Right. Those teams no, now. Tennessee offenses are really good. They lost to Tennessee. Tennessee didn't turn the football over. Mm-hmm. The last three weeks, it's been two turnovers forced, three turnovers forced, two turnovers forced. Yeah. 
don't turn the football over against these guys. Yeah, you should be able to move. Even the Steelers right now, as currently, you know. And we got to bring that up like every segment. Just don't turn the ball don't over. Don't turn the football right. over. I mean, you should be able to move so the football. I mean, even if Ben's not accurate, if it's not for those three turnovers last night, they still probably win. They win that game. Right, right. Yeah. yeah even if you just, instead of turning the football over, if you punt in those situations. Because Absolutely. The Bengals showed that I mean they couldn't get a sustained drive uh, you know going because no, they weren't going to th- they weren't going to throw the football right right absolutely and you allowed them to do that yeah yeah and this team will be better obviously but if you give them gifts like that forget about it and, and even the the Colts D I remember like week four five six they were right there with the Steelers statistically. Right. But they hadn't played anybody, you know. And now that's come; they've come back to reality. Yeah. I mean, they gave up they gave up two four two hundred forty one yards in that opener against Jacksonville, which they lost. And they lost. They gave up one hundred and seventy five to the Vikings in week two. Who? And the Vikings were just in an awful place. They really were. Like Justin Jefferson wasn't yeah. even starting yet for them. Two sixty to the Jets, two sixty nine to the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, it's been three eighty five to the Browns, three ninety eight to the Bengals. Yeah. 326 to the Lions, 266 to the Ravens. The Ravens' offense has not been Better great. Now, but right. the Ravens still won that game 24, uh, 24-10. And they didn't have to do a whole lot because mm-hmm. um, they forced some turnovers. And this last month's been really bad defensively. Yeah, 294 to the Titans in that first meeting, 367, 490, 449, 398, 424, 425. Yeah, that's been the last month. That's been in the all yeah. 400 plus. I mean, I think the Steelers will move the football in this game. If I do too. If they get – Things and I think it's hard to say that after last night. It, it is. It, there's no it's doubt really, about really it. Really, really bad. But boy, history showed over what 14 games that they should be able to exploit those type of defenses and move the football. You know, glass half full. It's like, well, I think they might be able to run okay. Right. And I think that's true. Uh, and I think the Steelers' quarterback can't play worse than that. You know, that was the worst half of football I've ever seen him play. It has to be the worst half. Period. He. He. I mean. So he can only that's who he is. It can only go up from there. I mean, they had yeah. 200 yards of offense in the second half of that game. Right, that looked like the Steelers' offense. Yeah, you know, it wasn't perfect, and they were coming from behind. But it's not going to be perfect. It needs to be league average. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I, to our earlier conversation, I trust Ben will get it right. He's super competitive. He's super talented. He's a Hall of Famer. He had some amazing milestones last night too. Oh, by the way, that yeah. nobody, very few people in history have done. I mean, I trust him, but that's it was a bad showing. It was, and and uh, you know that again. Uh, if maybe they needed to hit rock bottom, we kept saying, "Well, this has got to be rock bottom." Well, that's got to be rock bottom. Yeah. This has got to. I mean, you lose to Washington. Washington's all right. Washington's all right. At yeah. least you know you, you lost to a division leader. Yes. And you lost well. You lost to a second division leader. Uh, you know, in in the Bills. Bills you lost one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, you lost last night to a bad football team because you gave it to them. And that's an embarrassing loss. You gave national it to TV, them. and yeah. that's all we're going to be talking about. I mean, it almost overshadows the Jets win. But I thought that after last week, you know, I mean, I, I can't just keep saying this is rock bottom because I said that on the radio a hundred times last week. I'll guarantee you it's all up from here. <laughs> it was worse. It was worse, and and I it can't be any worse I than can't that. Can't believe that keeps up, but. I thought that a week ago. Yeah, uh, this, at home against a ch- good team, a team that you're going to potentially see in the playoffs the next. Are, you know, yeah. essentially the playoffs start this week for the Steelers. 
Except there's no elimination. Except there's no elimination uh, right now. But you're playing playoff teams. You're playing playoff teams the next two weeks. This mm-hmm. is what you're going to see the rest of the season. This is where you measure yourself. I mean, Tomlin at home against good teams in the AFC has a pretty darn good track record. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. Be right back after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, it's uh, Tuesday. so Tuesday, which is kind of like Thursday this week. It's like Power Rankings Day. Yeah, it is. Uh, I was hard on the Steelers. I'm sure you were. And uh, we're looking here at Dan Hansis' uh, rankings on uh, NFL.com. He dropped the Jaguars down to dead last week. The they, other two. They, they've lost 13 games in a row. And if you, <laughs> it's pretty bad, If yeah. you've watched that game against the, uh, the Ravens on Sunday – they're waving the white flag. Gets, yeah. Right. But they get Trevor Lawrence out of the deal quite possibly. You had to move the Jets and Bengals ahead of them. You had to yeah. because they, they they just played better games. But I didn't put either one of those ones past 30. No. They no. Still and, and neither did he. he. He bumped the Jets up one okay. to 31. The Bengals remain at 30. Yeah. And they're bad teams. Um, the Lions fall to number 29. That's who I put too. I had yeah. a hard time finding who's next. But yeah. Yeah. They deserved it. The Texans move up a spot to 28. They're Deshaun Watson and nothing, nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Uh, the Carolina Panthers holding steady at 27. Yeah. They've lost a lot of games, like 7 out of 8 or 8 out of 9 or something like that. He dropped the 49ers down five spots to 26. It's funny. I did, too. I, yeah. I had a hard, that neighborhood was hard for me, and I'm like, Niners can't beat anybody right now. They can't. Yeah. 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 Nick Mullins is bad. Yeah, he's a disaster. Uh, dropped the Broncos. They Josh Rosen an hour ago, by the way. Yeah. That's <laughs> where they're at. He dropped uh, the Broncos five spots to 25. Yeah, it was hard on them, too. Yeah. I mean, he get beat 48-19. Yeah, was, yeah, they weren't competitive. Um, the Eagles move up a spot to 24. I may even move them a little higher, and I'm still not a Hurts believer. I think everyone thinks, oh, the quarterback situation is solved. It's like, not. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's not. It's gotten to be more of a mess. That's, mm-hmm. that's what that turned into. Uh, the Falcons stayed uh, even at 23 at mm, 4 and 10. I them. They can't run the ball or put teams away. They can't. Yeah. yeah. They don't know how to win. No. Uh, the Cowboys move up two spots at 5 and 9 to 22. They're playing better. That's a, I was a little – I wasn't quite that gracious to them, but they're playing better. Yeah. yeah they're okay. Uh, the Patriots fall three spots to 21. That's where they belong. They don't have any talent. They, they don't. They're, they're just – they're bad. Bad. Miami ran all over them. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings moved down three spots at six and eight. They're, They're done. Yeah. They're done. Defense is bad. Yeah. At uh, 19, the New York football Giants at five and nine. They're not in a great place. Yeah. I mean, All these a- these NFC North teams are moved up a little bit from mm-hmm. or the East teams, I should say. East, yeah. They moved up a little bit from where they were earlier in the year. I agree with him that Washington's the best team in the division. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that. about that. Uh, the Raiders fall two spots to uh, 18 at 7-7. Seven and seven. The defense is horrific. It's just awful. Yeah. It's, it's uh, awful. They've played very poorly over the last month. But Mariota's interesting, but they can't stop anybody. 
He moved the Chargers up five spots to seventeen. I'm sorry. They I don't just trust lost. Them. They just lost forty-five nothing in Week Thirteen to the Patriots. Yeah. To the Patriots, who are low. But so you, you can't beat, forget these you things. beat the Raiders. Big deal. Yeah, you're still a bad football team. They are. I don't know how many of those teams we just mentioned I'd put ahead of them. They're all on the same yucky tier for being as yeah. high as they actually are. But no, they got problems. Um, at 16, the Bears move up 10 spots. I did too. I put them. I think they're better than all those teams we just mentioned. <laughs> they're, the, <laughs> they're winning games and they're moving the ball and Trubisky's not been horrible and yeah. Bill Lazor took over play calling and since well, then they put up points. They've beaten the Texans and Vikings. I know, I know. Yeah, it's a common theme here when we're talking about, well, they beat the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that in the league right now. Yeah, and number, really yeah. who they played. number 15 at 6-8, and eight, the Washington football team. Can they get to 8-8 eight and eight to win that division to save the uh, the NFL the indignity of having a 7-9 a, I think Alex Smith is back. Yeah. They're hard to play against. The defense is good. They're well coached. I mean, they'll win the division, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, at 14, the Arizona Cardinals at 8-6, and six, they moved down a spot despite winning last I week. I think I had the Steelers at 14. I don't know Steelers. if I'd go that far I with went them. 13 or 14 with them. Man, you were really harsh then. I was then. not very happy at the end of the evening last night. Uh, at 13, the Miami Dolphins. If the yes. Steelers play the Dolphins right now, the Steelers beat the Dolphins. The Steelers beat the Cardinals. Those were the three teams I was torn. I put the Steelers behind both of them. They would beat both of those teams. I thought they'd beat the Bengals. I have this. I have no doubt. Okay. At twelve, he has Tampa Bay. Wow, it's a little harsh. I mean, they started really bad and came back strong. Defense isn't what it had, used to be. Though. They had to play the Falcons. Like I, I know, it, it's it's the you got you dug yourself a twenty point hole against the Falcons and had to come storming back. Yeah. Now the Steelers didn't do that. I get that. No, I get it, but. Ugh. This neighborhood was hard to rank, too. I mean, there's about eight teams that are all with massive warts, but good records, and, you know. Yeah. 11 down six spots, he has the Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was a little harder, but I took it personally. Yeah. Uh, at 10, down only four spots, the Rams. I was nicer to the Rams than I was the Steelers, and trust me, my Twitter followers. Let I don't me know think it. there was any difference there between what the two did. My thought was it was an isolated incident. It wasn't a month. I don't think it was football. though. I mean, they've lost some. They, yeah, but they played you could good say, teams and played them strong. You could say the Steelers. Okay, the Rams have lost. Uh, they lost the Niners, which doesn't they, look great. They have some bad. They're nine and five. They're not a. They have some bad games. They have some when they they're do. bad. They're really bad. A lot of that's because of golf. Yeah, you know when he's. In trouble. Much like what we're talking about with the Steelers. When the quarterback is bad, you're mm-hmm. going to be bad. Um, now, Roethlisberger's in a bad stretch. Goff will look good and then bad in the next game. Or good and then bad in the next series. I think the Rams are favored by six against the Steelers right now. Potentially, yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, just yeah, I, where I they're you. at this second is how I do it. I hear you. Um, I'm not saying Steelers can't rebound and be I think much the, better than all those. Teams, I think the Steelers but, defense would just eat Jared Goff alive, and that the Rams be, defense would eat the Steelers alive. There's potential. For they that, might be yeah. the best two defenses in the league. I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, number nine, up a spot, the Colts. Yeah, we've talked about them a lot, obviously. Yeah. Uh, number eight, up three spots, the Titans. Well, there's a team actually hanging out there that I am not as nice to. I think Tennessee's pretty good, but their defense is their so defense bad. Their defense is true. They don't rush the passer at all. It's the worst in the league. They yeah. average a sack a game, which is 32nd. Number seven, the Seahawks. Wilson hasn't done what he's, you know, 
people are playing too high. It was not pretty against Washington on Sunday. It was not. Their defense is okay. That's another team I think will get it right. But they have some issues too. Like Tyler Lockett's not lighting it up, and Metcalf's been slower, and all of a sudden they're not as scary as they used to be on offense. Yeah, I hear you. Number six, up three spots, the Cleveland Browns. I wasn't that nice to them. They were like 10th for me. They didn't look great against the Giants. I mean, the Giants didn't have their starting quarterback, and their entire secondary was decimated. I don't know if the Browns' defense is much better than Tennessee's. It's awful. And I'll take Tennessee's offense over them. Absolutely. It's another one I got a lot of heat from. You hate the Browns because they fired you 20 years ago. I really don't hold that. (laughs) We didn't win any games. It's a completely different organization right right now. Yeah, I just don't think they're great. I think they're going the right direction. but This is one I, I, I... the Ravens at number five, up three spots. I think I have like seven. Five is, I mean, you beat, wiping the floor with the Jags doesn't. The Jags who have put up the white man. flag, and, right. and I, I'm sorry, that, uh, I, there's not that many great teams though. That's the pro, that's it's, the thing. When people keep really hard when right people now. keep asking me, what you know, can the Steelers turn this around? I'm like, yeah, they just have to do some things a little bit better than a what they're doing better. here. Right, right, right. And they, and they can get back to being what they, you know. Lamar looks good and they run the ball. Yeah. I get it, but they're, they're not going to – the receivers aren't they still They're still not throwing the football well. No, no, nor do they have to. And the defense is – fine. It's it's not what it has been. No, it's not. You know, when you think, well, the Ravens, they got a good defense. They really don't. No, they don't. They don't rush the passer particularly well either. I mean, Judon made the, that's a you know the Pro Bowl vote came out. Yeah, this we year. Didn't talk about Judon that. makes the Pro Bowl with five oh, sacks. Did, really? Five sacks. Right. Bud I mean, had a better year than him. Bud had a way right. better year than him, and he's missed the last three games. Yeah. Uh, number four down a spot, New Orleans. I think I kept them a little higher than that. Breeze looks awful. Though. He, he, well, it was first game coming back in four weeks. I mean, I think you can kind of expect the kind of tough. They, I mean, yeah, they did. They they kept him in mm-hmm. check for much of that game. Number three, the Packers. They didn't play well either. No. I mean, they got up on they, the Panthers and yeah. had a horrible second half. They eked it out 24-16 against the Panthers. Yeah. Number two, Buffalo. They were two for me, too. That, yeah. that was an easy one, actually. And number one, Kansas City, of mm-hmm. course, is holding say uh, I had to take issue, though, with one thing that he wrote here about the, about the Steelers. Uh, at the end of his uh, little synopsis here. Or whatever, yeah. Um, he said the chance of the playoff by is all but history. Yeah, no kidding. Well, sure. Um, the Steelers now need to worry about holding off the charging Ravens and Browns in the AFC North. Hey, Dan, the Ravens can't yeah, win the can't AFC win North. North. Right, right, right. They're, they're eliminated from winning the AFC North. They can't yeah. do it. So it's the Browns or the Steelers. There's, there's, there's nothing yeah, in between. False. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to take out of that. I mean, I don't know if the Browns are a contender. I think the Ravens could be a contender. I think they could be. Yes, yeah. I mean they've. they've had but I don't think we'll know that going into the playoffs because of who they play down the stretch. We called this a month ago. Yeah. Like everyone's going to call the Ravens the the hot team that nobody wants to play because they're not playing anybody till now. Their yeah. sc- their schedule is just right. awful going into the postseason. And the Steelers have had these benefits throughout the year too. I mean, but you can't ignore it. There's. I, I, I would be interested. It would take a lot longer than the next three or four minutes, to tier the NFL right now. Because I still think there's three at the bottom. I kind of feel like the Chiefs are at the top and Buffalo's a clear number two. And then there's like ten other teams that are going to go to the playoffs and do good things, but then you watch them and they have a bad game, like the Rams. The Steelers Steelers played played their way into that tier. Right. They used to be in the other tier, you know, and now they certainly deserve that other one. 
And then there's a lot of bad teams like the Falcons, Lions, Carolina. You know, like there's 12 of those that are pretty darn bad right now. Yeah. You know, let's put it this way: if Daniel Jones is back this week, can the Ravens lose to the Giants? Sure. Because the Giants could stop their the run. The Giants can stop the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they could make them play left-handed. And the thing that Cleveland exploited on uh, Sunday night was the Giants' secondary, which was all banged up. Oh, Cleveland came out throwing. Yeah. You know, it was no Bradbury. We know they don't rush the passer well. Yeah. That's one thing I wanted to give Cleveland credit for, though. The last two weeks they've come out throwing, and it's worked. You know, against the Titans and the Giants, with like you said, were banged up. That's smart. That's good coaching, yeah. and it worked. And Baker made it happen. But will the you know, that's not the Ravens aren't going to change for anybody. They average 189. Lamar's averaging 189 passing yards per game right. in today's NFL. Yeah, I mean, and by no means is Harbaugh going to be like, we want Lamar to get to 275, and we're going to sling it 40 no. times. They're not going to play that. They're way They're not going to do that. Right? And and the Giants' defensive line will give them problems, massive problems. Yeah. Will the Giants be able to hold up their end of the deal offensively? That's the question. I don't know. That's you know? the question. But it's yeah. going to be a slug-it-out type of game for them to compete. I was pretty high on the Giants two weeks ago. Here's the thing, and this came up one last thing here before this, uh, we're done with the show here. Somebody brought up uh, uh, my, my uh, co-worker, Dayon Kovakovic, wrote a story about you know some things that to, to look at right now that out of this season with the Steelers. This is before, Sunday, or before yesterday's game. Mm. You know Some things that have happened here. And uh, somebody put in the comments that, yeah, but Ben's, Ben's the, uh, he's got the fewest 40-yard passers in the league. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So I went and looked it up. Yeah. Roethlisberger, this was going into yesterday's game, through this, uh, going into this weekend, had four 40-yard passes completions this year. Okay. Um, that's tied with Baker Mayfield. They both okay. have four. Lamar Jackson has three. Joe Burrow had two. Hmm. So as bad as that that's has been, that's the division. Uh, yeah, right. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you know, so none of these teams are really throwing the ball down the field, per no, se. No, no. And Burrow threw a ton. Yeah. You know, like crazy. Like, but yeah. everything was kind of shorter. Yeah. Lamar's not hitting those throws down the field either. No. I guarantee if I really if I looked at his his deep numbers compared to Roethlisberger's numbers, they might be pretty damn similar. They might be pretty damn similar. Right. And Baker's not really either. You know, and, and that's, a, that's something they do is – Play action, take your shots. Yeah. You know they, they've been more ball control through the air too. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, maybe the AFC North doesn't have deep passers. Yeah, they have three promising young quarterbacks and a Hall of Famer, but none of them are exactly hitting the bombs. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know what to expect here. I mean, I, as you mentioned, every team has warts. They do, um, including it, the Chiefs. Including the Chiefs, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yep. I mean, they they got some problems. They do. Um, I'm just you know. If the Steelers win this week, um, let's say they get things back on track. You win these last two games oh, against play. The every, everybody's going to be yeah. Everybody's oh, yeah. going to be back on the bandwagon with that. Going from eleven and zero to eleven and three, you're going to get criticized. And you're but it going, just shows yeah. the world how quickly the NFL can change. I yeah, mean, not for long is for real. I mean, if they were eleven and three at this point, but had lost one like a month two, along the way, yeah, 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 no one would be losing their mind. But, I mean, that's that's the right perception. And But if they can get it back on track, I think is your point. Yeah. If you beat these two playoff teams and you look good, 
Everyone's going to have them third in the power ranks. Right. They'll, they'll <laughs> jump right back up because yeah, of the yeah. teams that they've beaten. And they'll be like, boy, this team's been there, done it. They got rings. Oh, they've right, turned well, it around. Right, right, yeah. Best defense in the league. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to squint too hard to see that. No, you really it don't. Happen. It could happen. Uh, we'll see if it does happen. That's the we'll uh, that's the key. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank uh, Jacob uh, Recht uh, for keeping us on the air here. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, and that will be the last show for the week this week. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we'll be back again uh, next Monday after that uh, to bring you through uh, the New Year's week and, of course, lead into that Browns game. So uh, we will, uh, we'll see you tomorrow.